0: People earn huge amount of money on those platforms. I was, I was shocked when I saw, uh, let's say accounts what earn 20, 30 thousands in a month for sculpting some miniatures. Who would offer this salary to an artist? I don't know. You're listening to Art Heroes Podcast. The show to help you thrive as a digital artist. Tune in to learn how to transform your passion into a career. Get inspired by other kick-ass 2D and 3D artists and find out what it takes to be an art hero.
1: Hello, hello everyone. This is Maria J.D. Thank you very much for joining us on the podcast. I'm really happy to know that you're here on the other side And probably we're all still in the lockdown as half of the humanity. So hope you guys are having a good time. And before I go and introduce our guest for today, I'm going to remind you that a waitlist for 3D printing program from Zero to Hero is now open. So if you haven't joined the waitlist, make sure you do so because we're going to start the program pretty soon. And the huge benefit of it is that On the program, we teach how to bring literally any figure, any model, any sculpt from ZBrush to your desk with uh, all the process. So, it would be amazing to have you guys there. And today's topic and today's guest is actually somewhat related to the process. Today we're meeting Alexei Popovich. Alexei Popovich is our go to export for miniatures. Alexei actually started in the 3D world as a character artist in video games, but then moved to the industry of his choice, which happens to be miniatures. So Alexei is really, really passionate about it, knows so much about who collects miniatures, why they need them, how much an artist in miniature world can make, and what's the scope of work what makes a great miniature so please welcome Alexei. let's get started okay so we're live uh and today we have alexey popovich thank you very much Alexei, for coming on the show and very welcome
0: hello maria thank you for having me here it's a big pleasure to be part of your amazing podcasts so yeah.
1: Oh, thank you so much. You're <laughs> too kind, way too oh. kind. <laughs> All right, so um, as I already introduced you in the intro, uh, we're gonna have a little bit of a talk today about miniatures and about like this whole world because Alexei is definitely my expert on this. So but before we jump uh-huh. into the topic, Alexei, do you mind just introducing yourself like what are you doing now and uh, where you kind of come from to the industry
0: yes okay um it will be i hope, like, not not really long story so i will try to, to make a long story short um sure.
1: Go so ahead. at the
0: beginning uh, at the beginning so at the moment i'm working as freelance uh, digital sculptor for miniatures for various scales of miniatures for board games for uh, painters for collectibles like it it really depends on the client but my main focus on the interest is creating um, digital sculpts for people who have access for 3d printing and uh, so so, so they can print those those assets themselves Um, a little bit about my background so how I actually got into miniature industry and into this digital world so my childhood actually was in the, in the pretty small uh, town in Moldova. So this is a little country near Romania, in the, in the, in the middle of nowhere. Uh, so I was like a normal child, uh, I don't know, playing games, drawing a little bit. So I didn't have any special, um, special training for, for becoming a digital sculptor. But I always had this love to monsters. I don't know, like always when I've been watching movies or, uh, or, or cartoons, it was really weird for me because the, the heroes were looking worse than, than bad guys. So and the, the bad guys were for me always like this, wow, this guy looks so cool. So why, for example, Spider-Man doesn't have those cool spikes or things like <laughs> this. So yeah, and, and I was enjoying drawing those guys. Uh, then uh, my mom, she spotted actually this love to draw in me, and she gave me to art school. So I had a li- uh, several years of uh, art school, and it actually gave me, let's say, a better a better skill in in drawing on benches than uh, than my friends had. Okay. So in <laughs> But yeah, so and this was actually my background in arts, because later I I found out about video games, and there were an appearance of first PlayStation and PC in our school, and uh, and and all this stuff actually just sucked me in, and I was playing video games as as mad. So where I was finding them, so I believe that this thing actually made. The biggest impact on uh, on my uh, future career, the video games themselves. I was watching at those characters, at the worlds where, like, I was I, w- I was brought by the developers. It was, you know, spawning my imagination. Like, wow, this let's say barbarian from Diablo one, and it was several pixels on the actually on the screen, but in my head this was a Conan barbarian, like slashing monsters here and there. So it was so cool. But wow. yeah, so it, it was the childhood, so then um, then the, when the time came actually to pick up the profession, so when I f- graduated my high school, um, I decided to go into architecture because um, I actually had this love for drawing, and I wanted to to, to try it. But uh, in Moldavia, we just we didn't have any access to, uh, to any schools what actually would teach something what i can apply in life where i can earn some money because in my head you know that the artist in Moldova was the guy who was making pictures of nature and selling them on the marketplace and it costed like yeah. nothing so no way to make a living then i thought like okay if, if if i go in architecture this will be a combination in between art and uh and, and making some, money yeah and making money exactly so i went there in the, the 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 thing with architecture actually you have to study it six years in the university that's crazy amount of time so six years and I, I got bored pretty fast and i started to work in the profession from my second year of university so i i found a place where a company where they were happy to take me as a, as a I don't junior know, like junior yes yeah, junior architect so from my second year of Education. I was starting to do architecture, and uh, because of this, actually, I had to make some visualizations for like, for the buildings I was created, creating and things like this. Because the the guys actually, the the big plus to be young in this period, so in Moldavia, that architects with experience they didn't had a clue in digital softwares, so they were able to draw only by hand. And then we come like fresh blood and come on, I know I know how to use the software
1: exactly like yes. at least something
0: <laughs> yeah correct uh, it was pretty fun at the beginning but then i actually stopped into reality because uh, four years already i've been working as architect i had my experience i was able to, to make the whole project of the house and stuff but it was so goddamn it boring because the, the houses there was wasn't like in uh, I don't know Lord of the Rings or uh, <laughs> some some <laughs> how I was imagining it in my head you know we had to make like really cheap and uh, um, and practical buildings so it wasn't interesting and plus the payment was extremely low so. This way, I saw that, okay, architecture doesn't give me anything, actually, what I was looking for. And once, actually, it was an accident, I, m- I met uh, my friend, whom I've been working before in one of the previous companies, because I've been switching companies uh-huh. pretty often to look for a better place, better salary, and stuff like this. And this guy told me, like, hey, man, you know, there is a company in Kishinev, uh, in so this is our capital city, we do video games. And, uh, and, and he was modeling environment elements there. So the, and the salary was twice bigger than me earning as an architect (laughs) on one of the best companies in Kitchener. I thought, like, man, you need to tell me how to get in there. So, and actually he told me, okay, you need to know the, the modeling of environment and stuff like this. So a little bit of ZBrush. And this, this is actually was, was done for me, you know? I reminded all my childhood dreams and, and told me, wow, there are like, wow, you know, uh, not some, some, some gods somewhere there under the, behind the borders who do the, the, the video games. You know, for me, this was like, like that. Because when I heard about Blizzard, those weren't people. There weren't some, I don't know, some mythical creatures somewhere in the United States, they, they are doing their something. And now we have here in Moldavia a company who does video games as well. So whew, I have to try it. So yeah, actually I actually started to learn.
1: Wow, what a uh, story.
0: But, yeah. <laughs> but it's just the beginning. So the, the,
1: but uh, so because I, I, I know, I remember you mentioned in our previous conversation that uh, uh, for you, you started in video games, which is quite unusual for somebody in this industry because very it's it's i would say very typical for people to start with miniatures and then transition to video games or start with miniatures and be looking for you know kind of a like big progression to big studio as the career goal so that was a total opposite for you starting with video games and then, and then yeah, from there, zooming in miniatures.
0: You well, know, maybe the, the thing is, when I was starting, I didn't know about miniatures at all. So I didn't knew that this industry actually exists. I didn't knew even that freelance exists at this point. So I was, I was used to working in the company and, and nowhere else. you know. So it's like working on freelance with someone somewhere. That's, no, that's crazy. My mind was blowing. So, yeah, to miniatures I found out later. Maybe if I knew about this before, who knows how, how life would go. But this is my way, you know. So when people start nowadays, they have the access to, to art stations, to all the uh, the visual libraries, and, and you can see that, ah, oh, someone is doing miniatures in ZBrush. Actually, ah, oh, maybe I can try. So when when I was starting, I haven't seen it. So I just saw, I, I, I remember as now, I saw a video tutorial by Gnomon Workshop, uh, the guy, how was his name? I'm uh, sorry, James Hawkins, he was modeling a character from Gears of War in 3DS Max. So those wow. who know 3D, they will understand. This is a masterpiece. This is a, I don't know, it's like how, if you would make, uh, I don't know, a statue of Mona Lisa with hammer, and uh, and I don't know, and, and something really really stiff. So it's like, pfft, How he was doing it, I don't know. So I tried, I failed, but it was my first experience in sculpting character, uh, not sorry, not sculpting, but modeling. So big respect to those guys. Wow. Because, yeah, actually later I found out about ZBrush and this changed for me everything. So, yeah, getting back to to this topic of video games. uh, So, yeah, when I found out about ZBrush, it was still fresh software, but it was comfortable to use. Plus to this, I had a big, um, uh, a big boost from my brother. He bought me actually the Cintiq, uh, the Wacom Cintiq. Wow. Uh, sorry, not Cintiq. Um, oh, this simple tablet, how they. Okay,
1: name yeah, it. it's just a Wacom tablet.
0: Yeah, Wacom tablet, and I actually use it till now. This thing is just undying. I don't know how they make it, but <laughs> yes, it's is exactly. really great. So yeah, so he bought me this thing, and I was able to practice ZBrush, and I started to to do it slowly. So it took me several months to, to get kind of my first portfolio with what actually came to this company. And they took me in because there weren't a big, uh, let's say, a big competition <laughs> in the city.
1: Very lucky. I, wasn't,
0: I wasn't that bad because I knew actually quite well visualization and plus my sculpting skills and a little bit of drawing skills from past. So actually all this was okay to join. It was interesting. So we've been developing some kind of... Um, um how is it hidden object games you know when you just <laughs> yeah, 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 something yeah. and then stuff like this it was cool but a little bit boring for me after a while because i wanted to make characters so when when i saw zbrush when i touched it i you know i understood that this thing is interesting it's not like it was before so it's something i can i can take from my head and and put they and make this character alive so in the company wasn't actually the um, the opportunity to sculpt characters mostly environment then i started to look around and, and i have been hearing from the web that there is freelance that actually companies they they order characters from people from different countries and I thought okay maybe i can i can give it a try maybe i'll find my clients somehow so i had to practice um, to practice my skills to learn the topology stuff to learn texturing like all those technical things big plus that we had access to youtubes and plus some torrent tutorials from professionals where you actually can can get those skills where it's, it's super easy now to learn it's yeah. just a the, the matter no, of time
1: and now it's just Everything is is accessible. So then, uh, I know that you also went to work for a board game company.
0: Yeah, that's correct. So to board games, I got I think after several years working in video games. Actually, my twist when it happened. So it happened in Poland. I um, (laughs) uh, actually I wanted really to work in video games and then as character artist and to get there. I realized that no one actually will see me in Moldavia and no one will call me to work if I won't showcase my work somehow. So I found a way to participate in, uh, in some uh, contests. Uh, I got a little bit of exposure. Then guys from uh, MailRu invited me in Moscow. But I was uh, I, I said no, unfortunately, because I am afraid of big cities. I don't like to go in Okay. In, yeah, and like Moscow was too much for me. So I thought, like, okay, how should I get there? Because what I'm telling now, this is my trick, how I get my jobs. And
1: Okay, <laughs> so what's your trick yeah. for getting the jobs?
0: Yeah, so I saw, okay, no one is calling me to work. No one is calling me in Blizzard. I have to do something about <laughs> it. So I just opened Wikipedia and typed their video game companies. I made a huge list of, I think it was 150 companies. I split it in two. Smaller and bigger ones. So I gave the smaller list to my wife, the bigger list for me. <laughs> I made a portfolio and started to send it to everyone, like just knocking in the doors, like, "Hey guys, hire me, hire me, hire me." So one of the <laughs> one of the companies actually who replied was guys from Poland, and they proposed me relocation to Poland, working in a video game company as character artist. Uh, and I said, "Yes, come on." Uh, <laughs> Europe. So, yeah, this is just how Out we of curiosity,
1: there. was it the company from a bigger list or from a smaller list?
0: Uh, to be honest, I don't know actually because the company I'm wasn't. I was wondering small.
1: if it's your marriage or your wife's. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I don't know, uh, but I, I had multiple, uh, multiple replies actually, so it oh, wasn't wow, a nice. single company. Yes, so okay, I was okay. able to choose, you know, and, uh, it was pretty cool, pretty cool and pretty stressful because as well, it was my first interview with people from Europe. They were speaking English and my English was so bad at the times. So it was at the level of, you know, RPG video games. So when you can read and ah, strength, oh, good, good. So Okay. Back to, <laughs> back to the story. Uh, so in Poland, this is this was the moment when I changed my profession. So I got in this company. It was an amazing company. We had really great um, team, and I was doing their character art based on amazing concepts. I was even uh, lead uh, of uh, of 3D artists. It was okay. so great. So for me, it was you know like the 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 plateau of my career where from there I can go already in other directions Cause Actually, in the end, it should bring in my it was supposed to bring in my portfolio AAA project what would allow me to go further. But it didn't happen for a reason, but okay, not about this. And the thing is, in this company uh, was uh, an invited artist, Czibor Tlijjinski. He' a Polish sculptor, traditional sculptor. He was doing miniatures for life and selling them. And in this company he was helping us to understand the shapes of the characters. So that's, that was my breaking point because when this guy was br- bringing his sculptures, like I was impressed by the uh, the um, the weight of the character you can get doing it, uh, you know, uh, doing it in pose directly because he was able to to tell me a story of the character by showing him in the pose, like I don't know, jumping, fighting, standing, thinking pose. It all it all tells a story, and in comparison to what I was doing. I was sculpting a yeah, cool-looking character, but it was static figure. Just A pose or T pose depends on the requirements. But I wasn't able to tell the story. So actually, yeah, I was able, yes, yeah, so some scratches, some design of the armor, it all gives the thing. But for me, it just wasn't enough. So I wanted to make them in pose. I wanted to to improvise like this, so to to speak with my characters, mm-hmm. that's, that's, yeah. that's the way. Um, so, yeah, actually, it was my first experience. he He was showing his miniatures. I was like, "Wow, man, you are a God." So I was asking him questions. Please teach me, please show me. It was really nice. so the really great uh, really great person. And uh, he is the one who actually uh, showed me this 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 um, this uh, world of miniatures because actually, in parallel with it, i I was working on freelance on some board games already.
1: In oh, okay. my career,
0: I was always working on two free projects at once because in case if one client said uh, the Yeah, no, definitely, project. yeah, makes
1: sense, yeah.
0: So, yes, yeah, so, and I was working with those miniatures, uh, chatting with Sheboard, doing video games, and the, 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 actually the time was going forward. And unfortunately, the company failed, so we didn't have f- financial support anymore, so it had to close. But in the meantime, I managed to start a little uh, video game development company with my friend, as well, who was working there in Poland. So we started our own video game. Like, OK, so we make our own Blackjack. And it was, it, it was fine. So the game, as well, was moving forward. we even been on the exhibitions with this VR stuff. So we showed it to people. It was fine. But at some point, I was just bored of video games. So for me, it wasn't, it wasn't enough because uh, the pipeline was so long that um, yeah. to see my character in the engine to see it um, to see it moving to see it um, you know in, in the final product yeah, yeah no, I years people who do video games Which is they know it's very
1: different it. in board games right like, absolutely so, so yeah, in how did games, it, how I, did you move
0: uh so yeah, so I just closed all the things in Poland, said goodbye to all my friends from there, and we moved with my wife back to Moldavia. So we said, okay, now I go freelance full-time, no more companies. Ah, because actually there was, there was one, um, uh, one thing there in Poland. When the company closed, many of the guys who was working, they actually went to CD project. And okay. probably I also could, uh, could find their position, but I just decided to go my own way
1: yeah and, of course yeah and fine
0: and that was that was really nice because when we were in the exhibition with video games and we've been talking with publishers with other people they told okay so steam will charge you 30 percent of your profit this guy will charge you that many persons then um, government will charge you any anything else and i was asking myself come on and with what i will remain yeah so it wasn't interesting for me and they said okay that's enough. So we moved back. And here I started to focus more on the board games and miniatures. Actually, in Poland, I also got one proposition in partnership from uh, one of my clients on freelance, and they joined the company who do board games. Mm -hmm. So I had my share there and my position as, uh, um, as art director, our director and lead sculptor
1: so basically from from there on since since then you're entirely focused on board games and miniatures and that's been your kind of main focus
0: yes yes exactly so far like that but you know like in in miniature world there are different directions as well so there are board games there are resin figures and uh, for war games yeah. this is different direction and the collectibles for painters they're not as big as we used to see collectibles from uh, big companies, but they're, I don't know, like 10 centimeters, 12, so it depends, so people can paint
1: them. Exactly. So thank you for saying this. This is amazing. I really would like us to zoom in more in like the whole miniatures world because so many artists are working in this or and then also so many people want to get into this so maybe we could you know since you know so much about it we can explore this a little more in detail and so you said there are three main directions uh like three and a half centimeters seven centimeters and and it can be
0: bigger but usually no so it just it already depends on the on the character itself because In any scale, there there could be smaller and bigger guys. Let's say a giant in a scale of 32 millimeters, it can be a six centimeters model. So in comparison to human, it will be two and three times yeah, bigger, yeah.
1: But this is um, not normal. Yeah, okay.
0: Oh, it, it's normal. It. it oh, okay. It, it should be like this, because otherwise you won't see the difference in in unions. Like imagine you have a I don't know you go into dungeon yeah with with the party and then there you meet goblins and you can meet I don't know a Balrog from Lord of the Rings. And this okay. guy has to be bigger, so it has to be. Of impressive. course.
1: Yeah. Wow. Um, so, uh, as an uh, and now currently, you as an artist create miniatures.
0: Yes, exactly. So my yeah.
1: Tell me more about this. Like, uh, where where do you actually? Uh, who are your clients? Do you sell like directly to people, or do you sell to companies who then print them? Uh, yeah. And I see there is like a bunch of figures behind you. This is pretty impressive. Is this your collection?
0: by the way. Yeah, thank you. Not not all of them are mine because uh, uh, I have some collectibles bought from abroad, but most of the miniatures, they, yeah, so they are made by me, but they are, I would say, <laughs> this is a drop in the ocean of all the stuff I made because <laughs> miniatures, they are many, you know, so if I would put everything or like, if I get okay. everything in the physical, it's not enough room. But, but, so about miniatures and what I do right now. So I mentioned previously that I've been working as a board game developer. Uh, now I don't do it anymore, so I got back to, to my freelance uh, sculpting and um, developing of the personal line of figurines. Because uh, actually, what is the reason behind this? Is it, I like to do my stuff, you know? So let's say today I, I watched a movie and I want to create a demon. Tomorrow I want to create, I don't know, a beautiful woman. Then uh, nowadays Conan Barbarian. So this is the thing I was looking, let's say, all my life. Yeah. So I want to have a creative freedom. And in bigger projects, this freedom is limited because, uh, let's say, even in board game, to develop a board game is not that simple. To make a line of uh, 80 unique miniatures, it takes time. So it, 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 let's say, it took me in the previous project two years to develop everything. So it, it's a lot. But here, so what what I try to do now is I'm focusing on the miniatures, on the figurines, what can be 3D printed by people, or what can be acquired, already casted, already produced in in resin. So this is kind of material what is used for multiplication of the miniatures not in the industrial scales because industry scales they use uh, pvc plastic so there are some huge machines yeah. they use some steel molds and like it goes and they're just smashing hundreds of them so resin this is a little bit different but it holds more details than plastic so my focus are resin and 3d printing because it's easy and accessible to for people and as well for me to, to, to test my designs Um, And my main focuses are selling resin, so I'm in partnership with the company Zilot Miniatures, so they sell the designs I create. Uh, Not all of the miniatures in the store are mine, but some of them are mine, and we're all happy, so they make some amazing quality. Sometimes I can't even imagine, come on, in three-centimeter figurines, imagine to have to see a face of a character. That's insane, so the, the 3D printing nowadays is, is, is like does some crazy things. Uh, and the second point is uh, doing these STL files for digital printing for wider auditory. So this is already my personal project. Uh, I have started a Patreon recently to share my art with people and, uh, and see how it goes. and actually it's, it's pretty amazing for me because um, you know doing freelance at some point is nice so client comes with his idea he wants uh, let's say you to to work on a concept or if uh, if he gives a creative freedom as well there is a barrier so client might say ah, i don't like it ah, maybe it's just use i don't know another design here i do what i want and uh, and this is what attracts me and i think the uh, with the platforms like patreon or some other crowdfunding stuff mm-hmm. so it helps it really helps creators to to get to make the thing they like yeah. let's say i have my own preferences in character so let's say i like to make monsters beefed guys yes, i don't know some right. gore and stuff and if the client comes to me and says, hey man sculpt for me i don't know an elf
1: yeah, and the uniform. Elf
0: is different, yes. So this is, and I can do it and it will look cool, but it won't be my design. So okay. it won't be my my piece of art. So
1: I love that. I love that. Thank you for saying that. I think it's really interesting. So, yeah, exactly. um, you know, like uh, building on that, you said that, okay, there is your Patreon and there is like one partnership that you have. Um, mm-hmm. Can you give like a tip where where like you as an artist or like where other artists can sell their figures if they design small figures for painting for collecting for like board games like what are the options out there like just in general
0: mm-hmm. uh yeah sure there are actually the market now is huge there are a lot of platforms where you can sell your artwork even i think art station offers some kind of stuff like this uh you can go on gumroad there are people where they sell tutorials you can sell the models as well then, okay, so uh, you
1: can sell your three f- files for 3D printing.
0: Exactly. Okay. I, I see people do it. But there are some specialized platforms. For example, like My Mini Factory. This okay. is the name. So I also I also plan to to make a shop there. It's is specifically designed for the for the miniatures, for the models, I would say. Okay, so for 3D printing. And this is not the only one platform. There are several of them. It just need to Google a little bit and the, Wow, okay, all cool. Yeah. So that's the thing, and it makes the, the process so easy that I'm, I'm really wondering why I haven't done it several years before. It's, it's well, crazy. maybe
1: several years ago they were not all there, and there was not enough demand on that.
0: Who knows, but I'm watching at our creators, and they have the shops for several years open. It's wow. somewhere, you know. It's somewhere yeah. in the air, and people were looking for it. But yeah. now, especially with 3D printing so accessible, everyone can get a printer, like free yeah. a few hundred dollars, and you and you get a, a machine what prints on on really decent quality.
1: Yeah, no, definitely. So, and actually, you know, like I'm gonna make a shameless plug here because we're launching a 3D print course that will that actually explains how to take any ZBrush file to a 3D printable model. I mean, it's really it's really easy when you know what to do um yeah. like I, I, like anyone can do it and uh, it's really i think it's something that every artist should do to be honest like it's so cool seeing your work at your desk and uh, right and uh after like watching the course i was like no i just want to get my hands on it i want to 3d print now and i just want to see it not on the screen <laughs> but like just like here right like yeah. it's, and then it's so addictive like you can when you know the process you can just 3d print anything
0: that's correct. But the, the, the one thing to mention here, actually, I was also so impressed like, wow, 3D printer. I take one and then I print the model instantly. It's not like this exactly. There are tricks, and, and the, the resin stuff is pretty dirty.
1: Because
0: yeah. maybe with the machine, some, something like uh, Formlabs, they offer, I don't know, those cleaning stations, the curing stations for resin. Yeah. But it's goddamn it's so expensive. It's about four thousand and a half. and a half. I used, I used to have a form lapse.
1: I used to have a form lapse. Man, like this is no it's easy. Good. But at the same time, you know, I think uh, once you learn the process, yeah. and once you know what you're doing, because again, like you know, we're um, we're showing the how the 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 whole like you know like cleaning and the curation works in the in the course. And well, like you can make it cleaner, but it's you need to prepare your It should your be workspace. good enough,
0: right? So it should be yeah, good enough. Yeah, it's fine.
1: Like sometimes you don't mind getting your hands dirty. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. <laughs> But anyway, beside all of those problems, it's amazing. So you see it like coming up from the resin. It's right. like, oh my God, this is my guy. So it's <laughs> somewhere. I made here. it. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's amazing. So I'm starting as well to print my models now and uh, it's hard. It's sometimes fails, trials, but this is a learning curve. Everything yeah. what, in my life what come what brought me to to any success or to to any good achievements it wasn't easy and i'm watching at the 3d printing the same things like every step this is a fail but there is one good um, uh one good sentence what actually elon musk uh spelled like is really great to make mistakes but to make mistakes in something new this is a really deep thought, you know because This is, that means that you try something new, you fail, you learn on your mistake, and then you go forward. And that's really great. That's That's, true, that's That's so true.
1: So, okay, sorry, we just got like really (laughs) distracted with the whole 3D printing thing, but um, I wanted to ask another one, another question in relation to what we were speaking about before. So, Mm -hmm. except uh, actually selling uh, files for people who already have 3D printers, yeah. Or where, what are the other options for uh, 3D sculptors and 3D modelers who work on their miniatures mm-hmm. uh, for this specific industry? Uh, where else you can like distribute your work if it's not like marketplaces? Mm-hmm. Are there any other options or pretty much like marketplaces is your go-to place?
0: Um, if, if we're speaking about personal designs uh then yes yeah, so then then they have to go into those uh, okay. platforms and then sell the miniatures plus to this there are there are plenty of groups on Facebook where people actually crowdfund crowd, crowd finding the models yeah. like you join the group and you say like hey guys i want to sculpt I don't know a spiderman sitting on the on the horse okay and then just give me 15 euros on my paypal and uh, i need i don't know 50 pledges and then then i will give you the model it works like this as well actually the there is a big demand on those models and uh, I would suggest to, to everyone. There is a, to those are like business.
1: collectibles, right? We're talking about.
0: Uh, yeah, 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 kind of, but you can print them at any scale you want. So that's, that's the cool thing about 3D printing. So yeah, so where to uh, to sell your art or where to look for the clients. For me, Facebook worked perfectly. So joining the proper groups where there is a direction where people are looking for models for 3D printing that's a good way to sell what you want to create. So you have an idea, you go there, you share it with people, you tell them that I know how to how to make a model for 3D printing because this is a different thing than just to make a sculpt or make a sculpt what is good for 3D printing and miniature. Because there are differences in proportions, in the level of details how you make them. The, let's say the um, if we're speaking about details like belts or armor plates and stuff, this is this is really different from what you do in video games. Like, It has to be exaggerated. Everything, the, the folds, the, uh, the face features. And if, and if an artist knows all of those things and he has some knowledge how 3D printing actually works, then no problem. It's, it's just straightforward, really easy. Plus to this, there are not only characters. So people can sculpt environment. And this is super easy just sculpting an old tomb, uh, I don't know, a dungeon with, uh, I don't know, dead soldiers, a pile of bodies, uh, some sacrification places. There are plenty of options what to do. And, and the, those are not characters. They are not required this big skill, uh, let's say, sculpting. That's easy. Another moment let's say, to sculpt golems, to sculpt some fire, earth, elementals, because there are no facial features, no stuff what our brain can treat as a mistake. So why what, what I tell it? Let's say if a person without experience in sculpting tries to make a human, then oh, even, yeah. even someone who doesn't have any clue in this art he hey man, this thing doesn't work. It's not correct. Why? Because our brain has the understanding. We have a really good recognition of of details and but when you do monsters or or if you do golem what has i don't know some huge features no one will say that this isn't this isn't right and the model will look good and people will buy it
1: interesting Interesting. so that means that practically this is a good place to start for you know like junior artists that just want to get paid for their work and at the same time keep practicing and keep practicing
0: Yes, and, and what's actually interesting about even payment to check um, people earn huge amount of money on those platforms. I was I was shocked when I saw, uh, let's say, accounts what earn twenty, thirty thousands in a month for sculpting some miniatures. Pff, who would offer this salary to an artist? I don't know. a uh, big money. And, and even like joining there as junior who knows where the, the track will lead in the end maybe a person will stay in miniatures or maybe maybe not i would say those are still different things than than video game art cuz uh, i would i would i could make some some parallels let's say in video game art and miniatures maybe darksiders the, the yeah, art yeah, yeah. style of Dark, style, Dark Siders really looks like something for miniatures. And it works with so details, a bulky or Warcraft or Starcraft, so this kind of stuff. Very but yeah, for practicing and earning some money, a good place. Because going to freelance platforms, I don't know, maybe freelancer or stuff like this, it doesn't work for me. So I wasn't able to find there any clients uh, what, what were paying me enough because okay. it's, it's a big competition. Everyone proposes the small beats and like, hey man, just take me, I, I will do it for yeah, free. Yeah,
1: for sure, for so, sure. Well, um, in this case, you know, people are buying your style and you can work in your style, which is I think a great, great, great benefit. Not many artists are, you know, have the luxury of working with their own style, even after like decades of experience. So um, a, another quick question that I wanted to pose here, Uh, goes about um, the whole specifics of uh, miniatures, um, let's say community, because these are like very specific group of people. And since you're kind of a consumer yourself, maybe you can Mm -hmm. like talk a little bit about what makes a miniature successful and how do people even use miniatures. So um imagine like to be honest i have not much idea i've never really been into this uh so how do people use miniatures what are they for like you know like the tiny mm-hmm. figurines like you know yeah. how does it how does it work and uh what is a cool miniature
0: mm-hmm. okay so the actually the
1: it's a well, very basic question you know like this yeah this and, the, and the really zero. broad
0: one a really broad okay. one so if to start, let's say, from one direction, so how I mentioned before, in miniatures, we have war games, we have board games, and we have uh, D&D guys who play Dungeons and Dragons rules, and they make their own scenarios okay. and painters. So the painters who do not play with miniatures, but who just paint them. So those are okay. I would try to categorize them four. Maybe if there are more. Sorry, so if I miss something, no, guys, okay. know it better. Okay.
1: <laughs> well, but if you okay. miss something, put it in the comment under the video and.
0: Yeah. <laughs> uh, so if we start with war games, uh, let's say let's take a Warhammer as a, as an example. So the most known uh, war game. They there are plenty of fractions in the in the universe. Huge amount of characters and not less amount of sculpts and and everything else, what can be done for this universe. And Games Workshop, as the owner of the rights, they cannot produce everything, you know, for for every taste, for every person. And maybe someone who is playing, I don't know, Space Marines, he wants to to replicate an environment where this particular chapter of Space Marines goes and fight, I don't know, Xenos. And he misses. um, I don't know. He misses something for for his composition, and then he goes into this market, and, and 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 is looking. Let's say so he wants to make a space marine with the, I don't know, with a skull on his helmet and with uh, I don't know huge spikes on there, like they will have dead bodies uh, hanging on them. Oh, this already chaos space marine, but okay, doesn't matter. So he is looking for this model. He doesn't find it in the official shop. He goes in the market, and is uh, is buying. Because he is not uh, actually doing it in broad range, so this is like a targeted uh, personal uh, personal order. Um, or it can be a piece of environment, so they want to make a church or something, so they they find it, you know. So those are like you are looking for a puzzle pieces, what you do not have available, and you just find them in a in a garage of someone else, and you say, hey, man, I want this thing, and, and he sell it to you. Okay. Uh, for the board games. In board games, there is not that big um, demand in STL files, but miniatures themselves. So, you know, this is like creating a video game. So you know what characters will be there and uh, what you're looking for. And let's say me as developer, -developer, ex-developer, so I could hire a person to sculpt for me miniature, based on the concept it's mostly like in video games already so you you give
1: yeah so it's mainly like if it's if we're talking about a board game it's kind of a closed project so let's say there are like 80 characters 100 characters 20 Mm -hmm. characters uh somebody makes them as an artist and it's done.
0: yes yes so people who play board games they may buy a character if they really like a board game but board game you know this, this is something what you play once or mm-hmm. twice or maybe five times and then you leave it alone. You don't play it anymore. It's like with video games. How many times you can play on the same game? People don't do it usually. With war games, this is a different story. War game, this is a living universe, constantly something changing. This is like MMORPG, You MMORPG. Know, so they made the game and they support it with content till you, till yeah. you can, uh, <laughs> can digest it. Um, then about scales of miniatures in those uh, yeah. in those two, two ranges. M- the, the most known scale is 32 millimeters. So what does it mean? It means that there are 32 millil- millimeters till eye level of the character. So if the character is crouched, then it will be, the figurine will be I don't know, 25 millimeters. If the guy standing, 32 till eye level, then maybe some helmet will be 35. And in this scale, if it's created a bigger character, uh, let's say, a giant or a monster or something else. So you already scale it accordingly to this 32 millimeters. So it's something like 1 meter 80 centimeters in our life. Yeah, so then if it's a troll, it could be yeah. three human size character, and then we have how much is it? About 10 centimeters tall. Okay. Yeah, there's the trick. Uh, then we go to the third category, D&D. So this is the, actually... This is the market for, for free sculpting, I would say, because there are some rules. People play. This is kind of RPG stuff when people uh, entertain themselves. And uh, and maybe let's say today I want to be I don't know a dwarf. And uh, and my dwarf miniature I don't like it anymore. I want something new. And I go to market. I look for dwarfs. What people offer. And I can or buy already produced figurine from resin, or I can buy an STL file and make this work for me. Then the second uh, level of, uh, of interest here is you need uh, to populate your, your world where you are inviting your friends to join you with monsters, with some quests, with something. And here, actually, the, the imagination of the game designer comes, you know, the, how, how they name it, game, uh, game master. Yeah. Yes. So the, the guy who makes the game and he already searches, Oh, okay. So I want this big guy to be the, 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 main monster in my dungeon. And this is actually the auditory I am aiming for. So, cause I, I try to create my monsters in the way they tell a story. You know? So the, okay. if you come to dungeon, you, let's say you meet there, a guy who is consuming souls or, or who is consuming the, the blood of those he, he catches. Yeah. And then I try, let's say, to create some altars where those kind of people can get the impression that those bodies, they are stored there and they, there is some blood in those altars. Then uh, I can make, I don't know, some cages where the captive characters can be holded in till the party members will, uh, uh, will rescue them.
1: Okay, so, so like unlimited, unlimited space for imagination
0: correct and that's beautiful so this is what i like about this stuff and as well the scale here is 32 millimeters and uh, comparatively to to the size yeah. of the character you already pick it ah uh, and the fourth
1: yeah <laughs> the fourth the painters
0: painters so those are people who who are looking for for highly detailed figurines for testing their painting skills because there are plenty actually of um, uh, of exhibitions of contests on who is painting better so and then ah uh,
1: as well so there is like a contest and everything
0: exactly i actually i've been twice on such a contest amazing uh, amazing experience you know watching it at huge bearded guys you know painting <laughs> small <laughs> miniatures and and all this proud and all this love what they what they put in the, in this model and like in this painting that's that's insane, like I I was super impressed and this actually brought me, uh, gave me even more, uh, let's say love, yes, yeah, so to this industry. So yeah, painters, they painted There, are, there is as well a huge industry of paints, of various, pencils, how to paint, what to paint, there are even some special materials. You know, how we do it in video games, when you texture a character, now you can take a preset, okay, I want this thing to be metal, and you're just painting it with metal, and it becomes metal. Uh, In the miniatures, the same thing, you have a bottle of paint, what can look like a metal, and you just paint it, it looks like Uh a metal. But so far as I know, this is not professional. The the true guys they do the metal by themselves. You know, it's like just basic material, then some highlights, then some other tricks. Hey, wow. this this is a, a totally. This different is the whole universe. world, yeah. Yeah, so I'm not really into it because I never did it myself. So I was just admirer.
1: I was just uh, you know, meanwhile you were talking, I found uh, um, a centimeter and uh, I measured. Uh, the uh you know like this little uh part of my pencil so this is uh, 33 millimeters actually is yeah, this imagine. how many how how big is this one
0: this is 32 millimeters oh so really oh it's guy. just
1: okay it looks huge now on the camera but it's compa- mm-hmm. yeah exactly yeah,
0: so take a look
1: yeah, yeah this mm-hmm. is just part of the finger Tiny. Exactly. <laughs> Wow. So yeah,
0: but but the surprisingly thing is is those are super detailed. I would really um, would would be great. So if you could post some photos uh, or some yeah, images, sure, yeah, sure, yeah, yeah,
1: definitely, we'll do that.
0: Insane. So what 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 quality guys can uh, wow. Can provide. Wow. You so, know, like, yeah. I'm,
1: really, I'm really impressed about this whole world. And uh, very unfortunately, we're running out of time on this. So I will have to jump in the la- latest phase of like the our little tradition that we have on this podcast. But yeah, I mean, like, thank you so much for sharing. This is amazing. I'm like, wow, this is not even one world. There are like several worlds. Of, uh, Absolutely. So yeah. it
0: really depends how you watch at the topic, because it could be from one side, ah, what to do, like those guys are so small, pff, not interesting, no one will see it, but from another point of view, this is the thing what people will hold in their hands they will put it in their shelves they will, let's say, call their friends hey man, take a look at my character, how I painted it, and they will say eh, this character was done by we'll say, Alexei Popovich <laughs> and that's
1: a I big that. crowd Yes, yeah. I love that. That's literally been part of uh, some people's lives. Well, yeah, for sure. Absolutely.
0: It's incredible because when people sometimes write me on social media, like, man, I have, I don't know, some of you Minotaur's and they look so cool. I want more, like produce this and this, you know, it's, this feeling is, uh, is incomparable. I don't know if I could get something like this in uh, maybe in video again, because the project is huge. No one knows the names like the the names but actually there's the same thing like it it's known in the in the and, industry uh, the same yeah, here the also it's known in the industry but anyway yeah. it's a pleasure it's yeah. a pleasure and uh, you want to make more for people it's kind of sharing you know definitely um, you're
1: yeah,
0: sharing uh, what you like
1: Alexei, i'm going to ask you ten questions uh, you have to answer with uh, maybe two three words each so it's a little questionnaire that we always run at the end you're not yeah. gonna escape this. So, <laughs> uh, if you're ready, shall we? Uh, yeah.
0: Let's go. Let's go. Let's
1: go. So, what's your favorite place in the world?
0: Uh, so far, this is a lake in Slovenia, Bohinj.
1: Bohinj, cool. While well, you're working, what do you what are you listening to?
0: Uh, it really depends on the content I create. So, if it's something dark fantasy, I listen to maybe some soundtracks from Dark Souls. If uh, I do something more, uh, how to say, like more cybernetic, like some other soundtracks, maybe from Doom or some techno, and other times when, I don't know, it's some Viking stuff, Warduna, like. Okay, just putting yourself in the mood. Yeah, correctly, because I have to make a concept and and that's important. If I'm in the mood, I am there.
1: Cool. What's your best way to gain inspiration?
0: Um, Video games music right. um,
1: nice.
0: and kind of you know those um, life uh, experiences uh, even uh, sorry like you, you you told three words but I have to explain <laughs> <Sorry. laughs> it go like, ahead yeah so when let's say I'm watching a, a trailer of a video game let's say warcraft yes yeah, so you see their works fighting doing something and all those things they are getting from my brain and it's kind of I lived this experience with them. And when I design a character and get an inspiration from somewhere, I try to put myself in the story. Let's Mm -hmm. say if it's a a dungeon, it's like, wow, I'm afraid what I see in the dark. God damn it, like this guy is huge and what he has in the hand, you know, this kind of question. So, and the inspiration is complicated things. Music, this video in my head sometimes, maybe an image on the web, different sources. So, but I don't use references that much. So I don't put images on the screen to, to use. Right. Just try to process that.
1: Cool. All right. Next one. What's your big life goal?
0: Um, to get freedom. To get freedom in creation and uh, in life. So, yeah. To be able to do what, what I really want. Uh,
1: next one. What's the first thing that you do in the morning after you wake up?
0: that's uh i think social media yeah checking the social media of course what's going on
1: yes (laughs) Okay. all right next one if you didn't become a digital artist what would you be an architect
0: Uh, no to be honest i don't know i think i'm in the place where i wanted to be and uh, imagining myself someone else i can't right now so i wanted to do this and i got to it maybe Later, I will I will find another ideas. But so far, I'm happy. So I don't cool. even have a backup stuff.
1: Fine. So what's your favorite movie?
0: Um, well, it's hard to say. I think... Something I random. I, I can't pick a one. So it's something like Avatar or, you know, with with huge visual, um, you know, these, these juicy visuals, like you're watching it. Oh, it's like I was in this world or something okay. like that.
1: So, uh, who are some of your legends?
0: Um, so the, on, on the pedestals, yeah. So I cannot pick the, the, who is the best and who is the, no,
1: no, just the, maybe something. So
0: I would say this Chibor, this is the first guy who is, uh, who actually brought me here and he is one of my legends and Simon Lee, incredible sculptor. So everyone knows him. So, so yeah, I would say there, there are so many people who, who influenced me, but, those are two sculptors what come in mind. Ah, Shiflet brothers, incredible people. It's like those two brothers, they have insane sculpting style and just love them. So those three guys, they're like my inspiration and and they built my my psychology and my approach to sculpting.
1: Perfect. So uh, the last one. And uh, yeah, for today, what are some of the things on your bucket list?
0: um i'm sorry what does it mean i don't know yeah so uh,
1: what are the things that you really kind of want to do in life um just kind of a i would say the Uh best way to describe it is uh uh, some ideas that you've always wanted to do um and uh yeah something that you have as like goals not like you know like real goals for yourself Mm -hmm. but maybe i don't know bungee jumping or i don't know Traveling the Whoa. Trans-Siberian, or
0: I—I <laughs> I, I think I got it. You know, t- to be honest, I cannot find now one idea in my head what I could not realize. Let's say if I really want to. Uh-huh. But probably, probably before this goal, when I set myself free, <laughs> I will—I will look for those. Yeah. I will look for those bucket lists. But so far, I don't have because okay. if I want something, I do it.
1: Okay. Well, that's uh, that's perfect. Actually, some people do it this way. Which is great. Yeah. So, Alexei, we're like totally over the schedule, but it's been really, really, really productive and amazing. Like, thank you so much again for sharing all this information and uh, going through all these details with me. I feel now that I know so much about uh, miniatures, obviously, not as much as you. <laughs>
0: oh, thank you a little, more, was- a little more. A little more. It was a huge pleasure, and thank you for your time. That is like the podcast is amazing. So oh, I had, I had oh a come on, pleasure. thank you.
1: Uh, anyways, you know I'll uh, um, I'll put all the links that of uh, of the things that we mentioned on the show notes. So guys, if you're listening to this now on uh, on any podcasting platform, go to the show notes to uh, to get links to connect with alexei as well on Patreon or Instagram or Facebook. Uh, We'll add it there. And uh, if you're watching us on YouTube, here's the link under the video. So uh, yes. And thank you again. Cheers. Thank
0: you. Thank you. It was a pleasure.
1: Yeah. Thank you guys so much for listening to this episode. I hope you enjoyed it. And I do hope that you got some value out of this so if you had a good time please leave us a question or a comment and uh, like this video and if you're listening to us in audio format that would be amazing if you could leave us a review we really really appreciate your attention and your time and we would love to keep producing this content for other digital artists so the only thing that we need to keep us going is just some thumbs up, some reviews. So keep this energy going, please. And yes, see you in a week. Cheers.